The Touchdown City Podcast is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. From the Riverbank Studio is your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coborn and Derek Bailey. And this is the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome into the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salengo Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette. Now I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio today with Derek Bailey and number 22, Mr. Avon Coburn. What's up, gentlemen? Oh, God is good, but not my mountain names. <laughs> oh, that, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> well, so for the listeners, let me explain last week. I had somebody actually approach me a couple this week. They were like, hey, you know, I didn't get your show. So um, I've got a cracked screen on a touch-based laptop, and we've been having a lot of issues with it. So we're just happy to be able to record this week, and it would not allow me to edit this week. But i got a plan for editing. So I apologize for those of you that were looking for the show uh, last week. So I know excuses, tools of incompetence. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't have. Yeah. So, but uh, West Virginia, Kansas State, West Virginia drops another one. Another one. They're dropping more than DJ Khaled. I don't know. Yeah, you know what, man? <laughs> Derek looked at me like, "Who the hell's DJ?" No, Khaled? I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you. Okay. We, we should have won that game, guys. That that was a game that I had slotted for us. To uh, I really don't know what to say at this point. It's going to be the same thing I said for the last eight weeks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Derek said, just replay. Just replay. Yeah, just replay. I mean, beating a dead horse like Anthony says. You know, I think this team has identif- they identified themselves in like week three. It's, it's just inconsistent. And it's the same mistakes. The second play of the game, number one drops a touchdown for an interception. Number one drops a touchdown. It's a touchdown. If he catches that ball, he catches it probably in stride. It's right. He can run. There's nobody back there. He's going to score. Instead, it bounces right off his face mask to the Kansas State guy. They go down and score, and the game's pretty much ended. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, was, that summed it up. Which, unfortunately, man, that's, that's, where, that's where we're at right now. One bad mistake can we, can we recover from. And, and we have been, though. We have been recovering. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was kind of demoralizing because, you know, they, we threw that pick, and then from that pick, the defense just got punched in the mouth. All the way down the field. Let me say this too: the defense made a play, but the targeting penalty was amongst the dumbest things I've ever seen on a football oh, yeah. field at any level. So that I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of bad, dumb, personal foul calls. And I mean, like I used to watch Barrett Green chase guys down six yards out of bounds, but it was fun watching Barrett. But this the, was just malicious and stupid. Yeah, it was just it was the text. I mean, he would like just hit him right in the helmet for no reason. The ball was gone. I mean, it's first and 10 West Virginia. What, the 11-yard line and yeah. a 7-0 game? You know, Barrett used to chase guys down just to, just to send a message. Well, I mean, he hit them out of bounds. He would hit them on the helmet. No, this, this was stupid. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with you. You, you, you said something. Tell, tell, tell Avon what you said earlier. Oh, I, oh yeah. If I, was, if I was Neil Brown, the kid was hurt. I'm not even sure who it was. I think it was number 8. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, number eight. yeah. 
he'd have walked up, I'd said, if I was Neil Brown, I'd look at him and said, go ahead and go to the training room and check you out, and then go and hit the transfer portal on Monday because there's no room for you on this team anymore. <laughs> you tell you, you need to go on that air app. I don't know what that coach name is that, that's on TikTok. That be, I don't know if y'all seen that, but he'll, he'll, uh, he'll get on TikTok and say, look at this, Davis. Davis, you, you obviously don't want to play here no more. I mean, it's, it's the funniest thing ever. You need to look him up on TikTok, but you need to get on the air app, and, and he needs to go. That was just stupid. That yeah. was just the dumbest thing. That and, and again, like you said, they they you know they went down and scored, and then from that one, um, you know they stopped them, and and that that penalty just kept the drive going. It just demoralized them. It's, it's two mistakes early in the game that sets you behind already. You're not good at. And, Unfortunately, West Virginia is not Alabama. They're not good enough to overcome mistake after mistake after mistake, and that, nobody's arguing that. But that's huge errors early in a ball game that puts you behind, and then you're playing catch up all day. Away, you know, you're not you're not in the home field. You don't have the you don't have the crowd, which you don't have that same energy, and that just that puts you in a situation where, again, we're we're not a we're, we're not going to go down and score sixty points a game. So, like you said, man, it, that put us in a situation where we were. Totally backed up, and it, it was just tough. It was tough, man. It was after that. I mean, I don't know. I think everybody on the sideline felt the same way I did after that. After that pick, I was like, oh. "It's deflating. It's like it like deflates your whole team." I mean, it takes a lot. That you're down seven nothing, but then you're like, "Okay, we got some momentum here. We're first and ten inside the twenty, right?" And then you have you see that penalty, and you're just like, "What in the hell is that?" I mean, what is he doing? That's ridiculous. How did he get hurt? I see that he was hurt too. He got hurt. I think he was acting hurt. I think. <laughs> no, I don't want to say. I that. think he was trying to uh, win an Oscar. Right. I mean, he, he definitely he's grabbing that shoulder. I'm like, well, he yeah. he knew he messed up, so yes. I think he was trying to limp his way past the coaching staff. Yes. He probably got in the locker room and showered and started dancing to TikTok or something, mm. you know. But anyway, so here's why. Here's why I'm with this. Like I said, about week three or week four, this team really defined themselves. But the stupid mistakes, the block punts, the special teams mistakes, the the costly penalties, the mediocre play calling, I'm looking at the $3 million man. And I'm starting to question, what the hell are they doing in practice? Like, you know, I mean, I'm, there's a certain point where it's no longer the players and it's all about coaching. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's always about coaching, right? I mean, those players don't get paid. You know, some of them don't. Uh, we got a couple pitches around town, but it's it's really about the person that that's leading, making all the money. You can't blame you can't blame a player uh, when you make three million dollars. Well, well, let me let me say this though. I will say I don't want to put it fully on his shoulders. Now, a lot of it is his fault. I'm not I'm not taking that away. He's not telling the guy to drop the ball. I'm not talking I'm about that shit. Yeah, I'm talking about, about, about the block punts and the penalties and the okay. poor tackling, okay. yeah. the bad, the bad uh, angles, the basic stuff that's the, coaching. The, pe- the penalties are the one that gets me because it's over and over and over, and it's the same. They're losing in the same fashion every single game. You look at it and you say, "Oh well, if it wasn't for this dumb penalty or that dumb penalty or this drop or that drop or the block or punt. the block punt or the yesterday, punt. yesterday for example." All three units suck. Like, none of them were good. Yeah, no, you usually get two out of you three. You usually get two out of two, yeah. yeah. Okay, the special teams gave up a block punt for a touchdown. The opening kickoff of the second half was returned to the West Virginia 35 that led to a touchdown. They missed a field goal. The offense had three turnovers. The defense could not get a stop when they needed one. Now, they only gave up 299 yards, which that's pretty good. But 
when it went to 24 to 17. And hell, when it went to 24 to 10, Kansas State drove all the way back down and missed the field goal. Then it went to 24 17. They let Kansas State go down. They converted a fourth and seven on like a 30 yard pass down the middle. Mm-hmm. You can't, you have to get off the field. So, I mean, I even like fought the defense even yesterday. I mean, and listen, here's the thing in the Big 12. When you hold, and I think this is just a replay of what I said last week, when you hold teams like Oklahoma to 16, you're holding teams below 30 points and you're not winning, that's a coaching. That's offensive coaching. That's having poor execution on offense. The defense is keeping you in in college football, even yesterday's game, if West Virginia's offense was halfway decent, they probably could have put up 45 and won that football game. But they were just – it's bad offense – Where's out your deep fumbles? Where's out your defense? And then they give up that kind of stuff. I'm just back on the coaching. I don't even want to talk about the team anymore. I'm looking at Neil Brown's silly ass over there. It's, I mean, it's it's hard to deny that it's it's coaching because we've been saying the same things for three years. I mean, he's telling everybody to trust the climb. Okay, well, we're trusting you to climb. When does the climb start? I feel like I'm climbing and he's behind me and he pulls my pants down. So, I mean, but guys, I, 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 I say it's coaching. A lot of it is coaching. However, the players got to do their part, too. It, it, it's, it's, it, I don't, you can't just pull it. I mean, yeah, he makes $3 million. Yeah, he's the man. And, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm thinking about when we played and we had a piss poor three and eight season. And I'm like, man, this is, this is trash. Like, I mean, that coach can't go out there and, you know, I mean, you, we talk about play calling. Well, regardless of most teams, they don't run more than 10 plays. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they'll, they'll run 10 plays 10 different ways. Right. Well, it's going to be the same. It's a run. It's going to be a pass. It's going to be either a comeback, a, a go, or, you know, some type of slant. I mean, you're going to run the same type of play. That's just, that's just what it is. So it's up to the players on, on their side to say, look, man, we've got two games left. We need to figure out what we need to do to fix it. I mean, we got an opportunity to go to a bowl game. And, and I, I don't know, man. It's just it's just frustrating that that as a fan, I'm sitting back watching this game. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. And I hate even sitting. And I was talking to my wife. I said, babe, I wonder. I wonder when we played, was it the same way? Did we did we just act the same way? She was like, yeah. When you guys lost, yeah, you did. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, and again, I feel like I'm just clobbering this dead horse at this point. You know what I mean? It's just. They're going to stumble in. And I've been saying it for weeks. Here's what's going to happen. I've already been saying, hey, listen, Mountaineer fans, listen. Here's what's going to happen. Don't don't even sing Country Roads next week that they win. Because if they beat Texas, they're going to go to Kansas and lose. So I'm going to hit that on repeat. repeat. This team is going to set you up thinking, oh, well, this is good. And they're going to go play in the Liberty Bowl. And they're going to have some extra practices. We beat Texas. Horns down. Everybody's going to be – and then we're going to choke in Kansas. That's just what I. It's just, that's just the, how I feel. It's coming down. You were talking about the three and eight season, mm-hmm. and that was Rich Rod's first year. Right. Where's the improvement? Because in year two, I think West Virginia ended eighty five and biggest seven straight. Biggest games. flip in the well, nation. Well, well, the the thing with that is, guys, you got to understand the players that Rich Rod has as opposed to the players that Neil Brown has. He doesn't have the same type of players. You know what I mean? He Neil Brown, like when we talked about this, you know, a couple weeks ago. Neil Brown doesn't have the same type of quality players as as uh, Rich Rod has, so so there isn't going to be that. You got to give him at least three to four years. You know, I, I would say I would say four to five years. I'm sorry, I know he's a year. Four. I'm just saying I'm looking at him because it's I, I see, and again, I'm not even talking about the players. I'm seeing the same crap. I'm seeing the missed block punts, 
the Bro, poor angles, you, the co the things you can coach. Yeah, but Rich running the same the same crap every we ran we ran the ball. I mean, I had a great I had a great season. You know, what I mean, we ran, but it was the same thing. We're going to run our plays, and and you know we're going to have some success, and, and the defense is going to do their thing, and we're going to win or lose. So, it, no coaches run the same plays. There, there isn't a there isn't a, a, a they're, they're not going to go and just change their offense in the middle of the season. It's just going to be, okay, these are our plays. You should know these plays. Now, you know, now it's on us to say, us meaning the players, like, look, we know what he's going to run. Let's go ahead and do what we do. Like, let's go get some stats. Like, that's how I look at it. I say, look, guys, look, it's going to be what it is. I'm going to go out here and do my job because I want to get stats. I mean, at the end of the day, I want to feed my family. Just go out here and do what this guy. And I think that's where – the disconnect is because they're not winning. But think about this: if they was winning with the same BS plays, nobody would be saying anything. But it's the same plays. I mean, it's just that's just what it is. I agree to an extent what you're saying. Coaches run what coaches run. You're exactly right. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. My issue is what is the identity on offense with Rich, with your teams? Rich Rodriguez was going to run that football. Right. It didn't matter if there was nine men in the box. Rich Rodriguez was running that football. It looks to me like West Virginia's just out there just calling plays. Like, like he's just running something. Like they're just passing there's, the joystick back yeah, and forth between no, cousins like, or something. There's like no identity. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, there's no identity whatsoever on the offense. Well, and then I disagree with you on that because I think there is an identity, but I don't think we want to buy into the identity. What is it? What is it? He wants to throw the football. He wants to throw the football. Oh, he's we have, a fool. Well, well, that's. I mean, think about think about what he's doing. I mean, we were third and third and three. Um, I think it was like on the forty yard line, and he ran the football. No, he threw the football. He threw the football. And I'm like, why don't you just run the football? I think it was like third and six, and he and he ran and he uh, threw the football. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just? I mean, and, and again, this is my my play calling third and six, and I know I'm going to run it again or run another play. RPO, you got two options. Don't I mean even if they, I, I, I'm just saying the the court the it's bad. It is bad. It, like, I mean, we'll just wrap it up with it's, it's bad. bad. It's just bad. I mean, it's bad. and that's the thing though. Like I I don't care if a team is bad per se. Like I don't care if they're bad. Show me where the improvements are coming from, and it's the same shit every week. It's the same mistake. Like Anthony said, the block punts, the bad penalties, the the questionable play calls, and I know they're like. You know, he's running what he runs, and that's fine. I understand and I agree with you that they run the same 10 plays just out of different formations and all of that. Okay, yesterday, for example, we heard all about Frazier. He got in the game, and I thought he played pretty well for a freshman. Where's he been all year? We, they raved about him in the offseason. I think they were trying to give those older guys the run, but those older guys don't deserve the run. Yeah, the benefit. I mean, at, at this time, and that was kind of my next question. I don't know if you had it posed, but or you had it written down. About, I have no notes. Okay. You know so I don't come in with notes on a day like this. So so my question is, you know, we got two games left, two opportunities to go to a bowl game, send, send those seniors to a bowl. Do you 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 abandon ship and say, look, I'm gonna play the next generation or we're gonna stick in and, and, and win these games or, or attempt to win these I, games? I think you just go with the guy that's gonna catch the football. I'm talking quarterback. I'm not oh, talking I might yeah, listen, they're not gonna play anybody else but they we that's been established, and I think Green's got a concussion, so he's probably out for the season if he's not if he's not trying to really hit the transfer portal. But who knows? You know what I mean? Like he might just be like that because here's in in because we're running real long because I was trying to keep this real short. Um, but the thing about Green, they got another kid coming in next year. 
they got a true freshman, Goose Crowder, who he's been talking about on the radio. But the thing about it is I don't believe anything he says anymore. He just gives me too much coach speak. Like, Hugs gives it to you straight. Neil Brown gives me a whole lot of coach speak. Right. And everybody's the greatest player in the world. And I and I'm I can see right past that bull crap. So he clearly is not hasn't figured out the smart football fans that have been watching more than three years can hear look past that crap. So he's got you know, Garrett Green is five foot ten, can't throw the football very well, can't see over the offensive line to throw it. And they got two more guys coming in next year and probably let's be honest, they're probably gonna have to go get a transfer or a JUCO because Daggy's probably out of there. Would you come back and get verbally abused by this fan base for another year? <laughs> Would you come back and listen to that crap? Especially when you're bouncing balls off face masks for, that should be touchdowns that are going to be intercepted. You know, he, he, he has another year. I'd just pull a, an Austin Kendall. I could play somewhere smaller and just so I could play. I wouldn't come back to this crap. And Kendall's playing well. Yeah, I wouldn't. Kendall's played well for Lafayette. He's played well. I mean, the, the between getting tweeted at and the fan base bashing him and the receivers not catching footballs and I'm out. Sorry. I got my degree. I'm gone. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, it just really depends. It really depends. I'm not, I'm not a quitter. You know what I mean? I'm not going to leave. Um, I say that, but I almost left. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, will, will, I, will I come back? If I was him, yeah, I would. You know what I mean? And just to keep. I mean, I would, but at I don't. At the end of the day, because I mean. But they're not our age. This generation is different. I mean, you you see it. We he we basically text transport transfer portal stuff to each other all day long. The kid from Cincinnati, from South Charleston, Lawton, uh, he's already in the transfer portal. Gone, left Cincinnati. He's already in because he's not playing. Because yeah, I mean, he's a freshman on the top five team in college football. You're not going to play. That's why I don't, Alabama lost the four. There was a four-star wide receiver that Alabama saw hit the portal because he doesn't play. Two, I saw two four-star guys from Clemson gone receivers. But they go to the same schools because they don't think they don't think things through. Like no, they, they it's don't. awesome to want to win a national championship. It's awesome to want to play in the NFL. It, it, it's fantastic. But it, what's not awesome is going in the same room with five more five-star guys. You would be better off walking down the road here to West Virginia State. And playing as a five-star recruit than going to Alabama, where you might not even get to see the field in five years. Right. I, I mean, you, you tell the facts. That's facts right there because yeah, those guys go there. And, and I mean, you you got to be strategic. I mean, you know, you you got to go where you you think you have an opportunity to play. Like I'm not going to. All right. For instance, when you, when you were going into the league, you, you were going in as an undrafted free agent. Right. You researched where you were going to go. Absolutely. You weren't going to go where Marshall Falk was playing. Well, or, or, or so with that, there's there's opportunities. So when you research, you you do go where Marshall Falk is playing because you know he's number one. So now you're battling for a number two spot, which potentially could you know you can win it. But I mean, if you're if you're if your mindset but, is going you research you start, yeah, absolutely. I mean, these from, guys don't research. They're, they're just going. They're just I, again. I'm never going to don't jump ship if you don't have anything to go to. Like that's the dumbest. I'm going to transfer portal. What coaches have you talked to? Like, how many of them didn't find a home? Oh, it was like thousands. I think they say the number is um, it's over sixty percent don't I'll, land again. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, Spencer Rattler will be in that portal. He will be in that portal at the end of the year. As soon as their as soon as their season ends, whether it ends during Bedlam weekend or the weekend after, Spencer Rattler will be I'm in that transfer portal. I think he's gone. He, he's got too many reasons to stay. 
But even if the thing is, is even if he doesn't, like if he goes, he still gets half of that because he stayed there for a year. So I mean, right. you, don't, you know, so you, uh, uh, that you know, listen, that stuff is just it don't matter. That stuff is faded out like the Harlem Shake, bro. That stuff is <laughs> over. That, but you know, I mean, you still got that money, like that. That might keep him. Uh, that might keep him. We'll who see. knows? He'll get it somewhere else. It don't matter. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, because I don't want to talk. We'll let Coach speak happen. We're going to just hear from Neil Brown, the post-conference, the press conference yesterday. And then when we come back in the third uh, segment, uh, we'll talk Big 12 upsets. Um, also, the passing of Sam Huff. And then uh, I'll give you guys an update of yesterday's event. So we'll do that all that after this. Don't go anywhere. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. Do you have cold floors in your home? It may be time to insulate your crawl space because cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alford Home Solutions can fix this problem. Go to alfordhomesolutions.com today to book your free insulation estimate. Don't wait. Insulate. Burr 101, located on Capitol Street in downtown Charleston, provides unlimited options for fun social gatherings and great dining. And the best nightlife in the city. Bar 101 has a full dinner menu, including wings, pork bowls, salads, and more. Be sure to enjoy a cheeseburger with fries with the draft beer for only $13. It's Bar 101's daily special, plus $1 off drafts during happy hour from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Bar 101 also provides carryout and catering. Call. 304-346-1101 or find Bar 101 on Facebook. Bar 101. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. All right. Um, congrats to Coach Kleiman and, and Kansas State. They played they played a clean football game. And uh, here's, here's the story of the game, in my opinion. All right. And uh, this is a credit to them. They did absolutely nothing in the game to beat themselves, and that's a, and, and that 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 is that is hard. And and they did that. And if you look at it, talking about Kansas State, zero turnovers. They had one penalty in the entire game um, on special teams. Okay, which was a huge factor today. Had a big kickoff return, and they only had really one negative play on special teams. That was a missed field goal. All right, and then they didn't have. Unforced errors, you know, and they tackled really well. I thought they tackled on defense really well. You look at us, okay, and this is a game where we outgained them, okay, um, and you know, strange game, but you flip it over to us. We have three turnovers. One of them was an interception on the first play of the game. I mean, second play of the game where we got a free run. You know what I mean? Like we got we got a chance. It's 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 one on one. We could break a tackle and 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 make, have a chance to score. All right, then we have a fumble, literally when we had to still had a chance. Okay, and then the interception in the game, but three turnovers, three to zero. It's tough to win. We only had two penalties in the game, all right, because, and I, I think this is important, like, like, we had two penalties, but one of them took away an interception that was going to be on a short field. And it, it, it was late hit on the quarterback. There's no great, like, it was late. And the disappointing thing is that that's the second one. We had one last week. 
that turned a field goal into a touchdown on third down. This was an interception. We're going to have the ball inside the 20. And it goes, now they have the ball and extend a drive. And those special teams, they had punt blocked, which credit to them, they had, they had a good scheme, but we still didn't do our job. You know, like punt has been a strength of ours for three years. You get a punt blocked, give another punt to a short field because we didn't protect it very well. Then we give up a big kickoff return to start the second half. All right? And then we had un, unforced errors all over the place. Two huge drops in the first half. We had blown coverage on fourth down on their, on their explosive play that, that set up their last touchdown. And we missed tackles. Not because, and this is not a knock on Kansas State, it's because we're using poor technique. We're tackling at ankles rather than going through our thigh boards. It's the same thing. Look at the kickoff return. We had two guys right at the, right at the point of attack that didn't make a tackle at the 30-yard line. You know, so here's a group that didn't do anything to beat themselves. All right? Here's a group that made a bunch of mistakes, and it's 24-17 when they, when they, when they complete that fourth, fourth and eight where we busted the coverage. And that's the story of the game. That's the story of the game. Like, it's not an effort issue. Like, you can, you can watch it. Like, guys played hard. It's not an effort issue. If it is, I'll tell you on Tuesday. Okay? But it's not, a, it's not an effort issue. It's, a, it's us, all right, not doing things that you need to do to win games. Okay? Ball security, tackling, blocking. Right? It's technique errors. That, that's what it is. Okay? And, like I said, credit to Kansas State. Like, this game is, is I'm not pleased about. We didn't play smart enough to win. Okay? And what I mean by that, that penalty, all right, and we didn't, we didn't play fundamental football at a good enough rate to win the game. Questions? So, Neil, with those mistakes, what, is it concentration? You say technique, but is that also part of concentration? No, I, I, don't think, I don't know if it's a concentration. I think that you can blame the penalty on concentration, on a lack of focus. The ball's clearly out. You know, I, I, I can't explain that. I wish I could. I can't explain it. Maybe a lack of concentration. Um, no, I think it's about not executing fundamentals in pressure situations. I think that's what it is, you know. And, you know, hey, us as coaches, we got to continue. we got to rep it, you know. To me, like, how do you get better? you got to continuously rep. That's, you got to continuously rep. And, but perimeter blocking, okay, um, it's something that hurt us in the first half. You know, we had two where we just flat out missed perimeter blocks, all right, with a couple of our better guys, and they just flat out missed perimeter blocks. That's a technique issue, all right? Missed tackles. We practice tackling every single day, all right? Practice takeaways every single day. We got zero takeaways, and we missed a whole bunch of tackles. And a whole bunch of those ta missed tackles extended drives. You discussed it when you come to rebuild talent and get that higher, but you sound really frustrated that you have not gotten better yeah, it's a frustrating. Yeah, it's a frustrating game. You know, I mean, it really is. I mean, like we've had a lot of frustrating moments. You know, the thing that and and the thing about it is, is like, okay, we're we're at a point now where we're thin. Y'all y'all were here. Y'all watched it. We we got a really thin roster. We took a we got we're we're really thin, especially at <clears throat> some positions, uh, DB, receiver, linebacker, really really thin. Okay, and. But that's, that's not an excuse because our guys are still playing hard. We're just not playing smart enough and then executing simple technique things. Do you feel like you should, should be further along now in that area? I don't think we should make those mistakes. <clears throat> you know, I mean, 
this, this league is going to come down. There's not much difference. There's not much difference in, in teams. It comes down to running the football, not beating yourself, all right, and being able to score touchdowns in the red zone. That's what these games come They're not turning the ball over, all right. <clears throat> and even with that is the errors we made, we're still 24-17. You know what I mean? We're 24-17 and we blow a coverage on a fourth and eight. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, the margin of error is so small. It's so small. Injuries uh, start with x-ray, and does that look nasty and mm -hmm. everything? Then some of the guys who didn't uh, travel were here, Garrett. Yeah, Garrett, um, upper body injury. Um, you can kind of figure that out. Um, but he, he was out. He did not practice uh, at all this week. Um, I, I would say at this point very doubtful for, for next week. Um, X-ray, um, I haven't talked to the trainers yet. Um, thankfully, I, <coughs> excuse me, I don't think it was a, a head injury. Um, so um, I think he had something lower body, you know, so we'll, we'll kind of see. Lance Dixon didn't make the trip. Uh, he'll probably be out for, for multiple weeks. Um, Esdale, he was out. He didn't make the trip. Hopeful, you know, that maybe he can do some work this week. Uh, we'll see. He's got multiple injuries that are kind of kind of holding him back. Um, Gates got injured in the game. He came back. Um, you know, I already talked about Olafen and Nick Troy. They're out for the year. Um, anybody else you're asking about? Van Van, uh, he got he got hurt on that on that hit. I'm not sure. I, like I said, I haven't had a whole lot of time to talk to the trainers yet. He, he he went out for the rest of the game. Positives in terms of most extensive. You seen Prather, and would you think of him? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a player. You know, he, he is, and he's gotten better, and he made some big plays today, one versus man coverage on third downs. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a kid that I got a lot of belief in. I think that, you know, I'm happy with how he's maturing. From the punt, in addition to the open pass, did you get the feel that the operation was a little slow? I couldn't tell. Yeah, it's, it's, hard from the, uh, it's hard from the sideline to tell. You know, our guys felt like it was a little bit slow, but I don't think it mattered. We, we missed we missed ID'd. Um, and they had a good plan, too. So, like, I'm, again – like I'm not taking anything away from Kansas State, all right. I am. I'm upset at our our lack of execution, and and us not making routine plays, you know, like throwing and catching, blocking, tackling those routine plays, you know, and and that's my frustration. Okay, but I'm not trying to take anything away from what Kansas State did because I thought they played a really clean football game. So the same thing with kickoff coverage. You guys have been good at it for we were good. Years. We were good. We've been good at it for for two years. Uh, I think we were close to the top of the league. Um, today, today we had good kicks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick issue. We had the one that they got out is we had two guys. I mean, you, you're going to be able to see it on on when you watch the game. Is that they're at the 30, 35, and they both go go ankles, you know. And and Knowles, to his credit, he's put his hand down and and. Went on about his business, you know, and but you got to tackle really good players, which he is. He's a he's an excellent kickoff returner. You got to tackle through the thigh board. How do you handle, <coughs> how do you handle the emotion? Obviously, disappointment. Two games left. Yeah, nobody's gonna feel sorry for us. They give twelve games schedule. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel sorry for us, and that's that's the deal. Like they give you twelve games. We got a home game next week. We got to get our ass ready to play. Period. It don't matter how many people we got hurt. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Texas comes play. We better get ourselves ready to play. Because the thing about it is, you line up and play. 
You know what I mean? You line up and play. You prepare during the week. Like nobody cares that we that things didn't go right for us. You know, that's what I told them after the game. Nobody nobody's feeling sorry for you. Like, the bottom line is, as coaches and as players, we didn't get the job done. We didn't get the job done today. And why we didn't get the job done, I just I, I think I did a pretty good job of going through that at the first at the start of it. And it's disappointing. But the bottom line is we gotta get it fixed and then line up and play against Texas. And then we'll play the twelfth game. All right. And and the thing about it, this is this is the way I feel about it. All right. We have got to play intelligent football with fundamentals. If people are better than us, they're better than us. Live with it. Okay. Um, but Kansas State played better than us, but we did too many things to hurt ourselves. Don't go anywhere. Oh, oh, mama said that. 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 Mama said you ugly. Hey! At Warner Law Offices, the best part of our day is getting to hand a client a settlement check, knowing we've helped them get on with their life. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or from a workplace injury, call us. I'm Bobby Warner, and I'm your lawyer. Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code Let's Go for 20% off WVU apparel at bestmastertailor.com. Welcome, stranger. Yeah, hello, this is Ed, and you listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salengo Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette now. All right, um, yesterday was um, a crazy day in the Big 12. How about Texas? Who's coming to Morgantown? I mean, who's, who wants to go watch that crap next week? Who wants to go watch West Virginia and Texas? Yeah. You can go up there, you can go up there and walk in the gate for free. Ain't nobody going to be taking tickets. I'm getting a bunch of tickets next week. Yeah. I mean, you'll be able to do whatever you want. Shit, I bet you there will not be. I said 30. I'm going to say 35. Just because I always feel like West Virginia has a solid. 30, 35, 40,000. And plus, it's Texas. Like, for some reason, people just see. Those students, those students aren't going to be there, though. They, it, and, and let's be honest, you're saying it's Texas. But the thing is, is, everybody just saw that Texas score. Those students are going to be like, I ain't sticking around to watch this crap. You got to remember, we're kind of like, people look at us very funny because we watch so much football. People are very casual. Yes. I realized that yesterday. I watch a shit ton. Of people are very casual when it comes to sports. Like not knowing who people. I had a guy walk up to me yesterday, so I'm jumping to the end of the show. So yesterday we held the, the Sugar Bowl Foundation event, and Major Harris came down, and uh, Rashid had to cancel. He got picked up for a TV game, so Darius Stills came. Right. So I, Darius Stills. Oh, I got plenty of great things to say about him. Hold on. So I walk in, 
and there's this older guy sitting there. And he walks up to me and shakes my hand. This is the second time I've been mistaken for a football player this year. He goes, you're the greatest football player I've ever seen play. And I just looked at him and I said, who do you think I am? Well, you're Major Harris. I was like, I am not. <laughs> so I've been mistaken for Canute Curtis and Major Harris this year. We had the event yesterday, and it was a good time. Shout out to Darius, man, like you said. <laughs> it was just funny how it shook out, man. Like, um, I just called him. Like, his agent got back with me, gave me his number. I called him, told him what was going on. And uh, my man just said, yeah, I'll come down. So he came down, his, him and his girlfriend, great kid. Listen, if if there's anybody that people in West Virginia should be rooting for to be on to be in camp next year, it's him. And he has the same mentality you have. Like all, you know, you have to think positive to make it happen. Right. Because we were sitting in here Friday night, and and someone asked him, "Well, what are you going to do after football?" And he said, "I'm going to retire." <laughs> Great answer. That's the best answer. I'm good for that kid. But. You see what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't ruled it out in his head, you know, and I was like, I hear you, bro. And, you know, most people are like, oh, you're silly. You have to do something. No. And he's so he's so young enough and physical. He's a, He just needs the opportunity. And he, I'm going to retire. So everybody in the station is rooting for that kid. He's a good kid, a really good if kid. If he can latch on somewhere, man, and get that, he, he will retire. Because you can get him making enough money if he like if he goes and performs well, he will make enough money to never. If he doesn't want to do anything, he won't have to do anything. Yeah, I mean, we should be cheering for him. Just a I'm good guy, good. man. I'm just important because I, I like Gary a lot too. Yeah, I, I love Gary still. He, but they're totally different. If you know yeah, Gary and know Darius, they're two different um, personalities. He's a, he's a character, man. Yeah. I, I love G Steelers. See, I think Dante's probably more like Gary. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, 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 haven't, I haven't. I mean, I, I just met um, Derek the other day. Uh, good, good dude, man. Good, you know, humble. I appreciate him coming down. It was a, it was a big help. Of course, the younger, the kids that were there, you know, they don't know who the hell Major Harris is. You know, they're just like their dad's going. You need to go talk to him. But the kids were like, I just watched you play. Yeah, like, you're the man. You're yeah. So you know how that works. The further removed you are from it, the younger the kid, the younger kids don't have a clue. But anyway, we had a good day yesterday at Buffalo Wild Wings, and for everybody that came out, and I appreciate you coming and or helping me out with the pictures. And um, John Pennington and, and uh, Quincy Wilson. So we'll, we did like a little special thing with the sponsors. We like hooked them up. The main sponsors that have supported, we hooked them up with some personalized stuff. But um, it, it comes together because, like you know, it took, all the guys come together and do little things, and it's a lot of people that do it, and it makes it, at the end, a big success. So I appreciate everybody that um, pitches in for that. But back to the Big 12 and uh, Kansas. Kansas. Kansas and Texas in, what, double overtime? No, overtime. I don't think, yeah, I think it was just, I think it was just one overtime. overtime. Yeah, I think it was, because don't you start going for two on the second or third overtime? It's yeah. Like, yeah. I think it was one overtime. I think it went to overtime at 49. Brutal. 49 points. Hey, they're like Kansas was on the verge. It was, they were on the verge of blowing them out of Austin. It was forty-two to twenty-one in the third quarter. Yeah, they they issue, if Kansas wouldn't have been anyone else, they would have held on. They were just grasping at yeah. the end. <laughs> hey, let let me say something about Kansas. So that coach comes from Wisconsin Whitewater. He is a winner. 
They want, they may, he may not win the Kansas because Kansas is a very tough job, obviously. But Wisconsin Whitewater, if anybody's familiar, they always play Mount Union from up here in Ohio for the Division Three championship. He's probably won several of those at that level. He will probably instill some winning values in that program. It may not translate because it's such a hard job. But that coach is a winner. He went for the win. I loved it. I think it's great. It's the first time they've won, I think, in 56 games on the road. It's probably the first time they've won in Austin, Texas, probably ever. Ever, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Here's the thing, man. Winning attitude, no matter who it is, is contagious. If you, if you want to be a millionaire, you don't sit in a room with poor people. Talk to him. Talk to him, coach. And if you want to sell a million records, you don't sit around with somebody that, you know, that doesn't play guitar. It, it's not even about the money aspect. That probably sounded real funny. But I'm just saying, wherever you want to be, you surround yourself with those type of people. And this guy's a winner, and that becomes contagious. And as long as they give him a chance, he can, he can win six games. He can get them to where they're winning. If, yeah, if he gets – I mean, if you win six games at Kansas, that's an unbelievable season. Yeah. I mean, because if you win six games in Kansas, you beat at least four or five, four, at least four Big 12 teams. Yeah. And and if you beat four what, one year, you know, now... That was better than us. Well, that's the thing. Like, we're looking at it, you know, sure, Oklahoma State beat them like 55-3. Iowa State beat them back. But the thing is, is they hung in there with Oklahoma. And I know Oklahoma's not as good as they are this year, but any other year, Oklahoma probably beats them 56 to 6. This year, it was like 27-17. It's building blocks, man. Yes, I mean, you'll be all right. Yes. And, and what you're saying about a winner, man, when you, when you, when you surround yourself with other winners, and, and, and even if you're not a winner, if you get enough people buying into what, what you're saying, you're going to have an opportunity to, to squeak some out. And then what's that? once you get that belief, once you get that belief system, the belief turns into, you know, it's a thought turns into belief, the belief turns into action. Now you're practicing mm-hmm. like a winner, and then the results you're going to get is is just, you know, you're just going to start winning because now, you know, your belief systems are, are winning. Like you said, if you're a winner, you, you, you're you either going to, he's either going to get people to rise or he's going to leave because you can't be around that type of environment. And I, I believe, man, I, I believe in winners. And I don't think I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna do anything there because like you said, it's a tough place, it's a basketball school, you're going out in the West Bumble. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, there's you know, it's gonna be hard to recruit anybody yeah, there. Sure. But you know, with his little turnaround, I mean I think he will I think he will get six games within the next two to three years and take it to a bowl game and he's gonna go to somewhere else where he can he can really, you know, recruit some people. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he's already won. He beat Texas. That's yep. got to be ecstatic. Oh, I mean, yeah. you got, if you're a Kansas fan, if you're a legit Kansas football fan, and you beat Texas, I don't care if Texas is over well, You're ecstatic for that. Well, think about how West Virginia fans celebrate. Yes. In Texas, yes. So. yes. And, we're, so, and we're used to being halfway decent. Did, it, did anyone catch the end of uh, Baylor in Oklahoma yesterday? No. Okay. So Baylor's ahead 24 to 14 with under 10 seconds left. And I'm not sure exactly what happened, but there was some controversy, and there was one second left, and Baylor ran their field goal kicker on and kicked the field goal to win 27-14. Oklahoma's coach was very, he was irate over something. I don't know what, I've never heard what, but the reason Baylor did this is there's a rule within the Big 12 about tiebreakers and points and everything. The students had rushed the field prematurely with one second left, so they had to clear the field 
get everybody like out of the way to let Baylor kick a field goal with one second left and, and win 27 to 14 instead of 24 to 14. Because of some point there because at the end some, of the season. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, they should have been, they should have got a 15 yard penalty, you know, which. I think that might have been what Mike, or uh, Riley, what's his name? Lincoln Riley was upset about. I mean, they should have, if you, if your students rush the field before yeah. the game is over, that's a penalty. Um, and, you know, maybe he could have still made it, but. Yeah, that should have. That definitely it's, should have been it's too many men on the field. I mean, that's a penalty. That's yeah. a, I agree with you. I agree 100. percent And I think that might be what he was aggravated with that they didn't call a penalty. Uh, really. You take your ass in the locker room. Well, but but he's he's looking at it from his team's side. They they now have a conference loss. Well, they still have to go to Oklahoma State. Baylor has what two conference losses? They've lost to TCU and Oklahoma yeah. State. So I mean, you're looking. He's looking at his tiebreaker possibility because they still have to go to Oklahoma State. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever, Lincoln. Stinking Lincoln. <laughs> so unfortunately, yesterday after the the beating we took on the football field, uh, we took we got some bad news. Um, the legendary NFL Hall of Famer and also the, uh, college football Hall of Famer, West Virginia legend uh, Sam Huff, passed away yesterday at 87 years old. Um, Super Bowl champion. Um, Sam's not a very big guy. You ever seen him? You ever been around him? No. He's he's not a big dude at all. Even even when he was playing as an old older gentleman, he was not very big. To think that he played what, linebacker, you know, <laughs> in the NFL <laughs> is crazy. When you look at a guy like Ray Lewis, yeah, are you googling his image? Yeah. Six one two thirty in the NFL. Well, I mean, that's that's actually big for a linebacker. That's that's really big because I mean, think about uh, what's the guy playing for Carolina. He wore number seventy at six one two thirty. I can't believe he was six one two thirty. I don't know if he was two thirty, but that's a decent size because Ray Lewis was probably only about five eleven two twenty five. Think about this though. He's he's just well maybe and maybe I'm just thinking of him in his the aspect of being an older man when I'm yeah he him. probably lost a lot of weight he probably wasn't two thirty he was probably two thirty playing weight yeah but but anyway so years ago we had this we should do this fundraiser and um, Sam came in and his his the lady that worked with him. I don't want to call her handler, but, but the lady that worked with him and brought him places and took care of him uh, said, well, Mr. Huff would like to have breakfast with you in the morning. Now, mind you, we had an all-star cast of knuckleheads in town. She, Bo Orlando, Joe Zwiak, all these guys. Um, and so we were going to go to an after party and then we were going to the casino. So about 4 o'clock, 4.30, I finally go to bed thinking, oh, God, i got to get up in like two and a half hours. Have breakfast sitting home. So I go down, have breakfast with him, and we're talking. Now, mind you, at this point, his CTE had really kind of like kind of kicked in a little bit. And um, it was like literally, I think one of the last appearances, public appearances he made was over at the school. But uh, so he's telling me stories about Art Lewis, you know, Pappy Lewis, and this and that. And I said, Well, Sam, I was like, what was it like playing against Jim Brown? You know, because when people think running backs, I and mean, older football fans think like, you know, just Emmett, Jim Brown. You know, these Walter are the Payton. great Walter Payton. These are the 
These are the elite, you know. Just Jim, Brown, Jim Brown's the greatest football player to ever play, according to anyone of his age 70. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barry Sanders' dad said Jim Brown was the best. That's, yeah, I mean, anybody over the age of 70, they'll tell you yeah. Jim Brown was. And, and, you know, it's hard to argue. We didn't see him. He was an All-American in lacrosse, too, by the way. Oh, he was fantastic at everything. So he looks at me, puts his, puts his fork down, and looks me right in the face and says, I used to knock his dick in the dirt. <laughs> that was Sam Huff. He was a real character. Nice guy. Super nice guy. You know, there's probably people that the older generation Mountaineer fans will probably take Sam Huff as the greatest Mountaineer and not Major Harris. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he is. I mean, I mean, oh, you, you, yeah. I mean they, and even like, and historically, yeah. oh, absolutely. Ira Rogers is probably, probably the greatest yes, player yes. of all time. But modern day, yes. it's major. I mean, you know, wouldn't be major modern day. Modern day would be Pat Mike. Modern day is like televised football games in the eighties. Well, yeah, but and you may say modern day to to somebody that's that's twenty six, twenty five, twenty six. You're talking about, all right, color television. <laughs> is modern day. Basically, eighty on is modern day. I, that's what I think. Eighty, seventy five, eighty. The game so yeah. started to, to to blossom into what it is. Um, I'll just say, Pat White's not the greatest quarterback ever. It was for me. You know, you're, you're a little biased. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, well, you, I mean you, you, that's where people want to go. And listen, Pat White is a great. He he's going in the College Football Hall of Fame at some point in his career. Right. But the different the, the the only difference is was Major's arm. If Major would have played today, if he would have played in today's landscape. He'd been he'd been number one draft pick in the NFL without a doubt in my mind. Yeah. He would have been he it, incredible. His arm is the only thing that literally you're talking about. Pat's nine point nine, and then May, or Major's nine point nine, and then Pat's nine point eight. Yeah, it's it's, it's mean, the arm strength. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, they're both they both and Pat won a lot of football games, so he's got the leg up on Major there. I mean, Major won a lot of football games yeah, too. Of football but but and it was eighty eighty nine. 87, they weren't that great. They were 6-5. and five. Yes, yes. And the only reason they... They didn't get a bowl game that year. See, that's another difference. Like, there's all these bowl games now. Major well, the only reason... So I found this out recently. that They weren't even going to a bowl game. They asked someone to play. They declined it. And the bowl committee had been watching Syracuse because they went undefeated that year. And Syracuse beat West Virginia in overtime. And they were like, well, let's get this team. Somebody from the bowl committee was watching that game because Syracuse was one of the top teams in the nation and finishing undefeated. No, we'll just take this team. They just took them to the wire. Let's bring them down here and play Oklahoma State. That's a true story. So that's how – I mean, but but Pat went one over, four straight years the overtime c- consistently. They didn't have overtime then. No, they went for two. I'm yeah, sorry. They went for two. <laughs> went for two. Sorry. Got my modern day and yeah. – Football mixed up. I wish James could still finish in a tie. Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, unfortunately, lost Sam up yesterday. I'm sure the older the older crowd crowd yes, is that watched him are, are not feeling it. But he was he was 87. That's a that's a well lived good long life. It's a good life. Yeah, it is, man. I, I don't know if you remember old Arnold, but Cliff. I was talk I was talking about him. He was like, yeah, he was 70 years old, had like 71. When he was working with him, and he was like, um. Like man, you always like you just get to where I am, and then you start talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like wow, that's I'm a long time away from seventy. 
You know what I mean? You just gotta make it there. You know what I mean? He's like, you get to where I am, then you talk to him. I'm like, man. I mean, but that's, you know, that's tough loss, tough loss for the, for the, for football. You know what I mean? Football in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, he's a pro and college football Hall of Famer. Yeah. From, what was he from? Marion County? I, I believe so. I think, it, yeah. it was a smaller, smaller town up there. I can't remember what exactly it was. But, where exactly it was from. And also, I talked to my man, uh, uh, Posey this morning. He used to oh, bring him in Farmington. He would bring him into town and uh, take him out. And um, you know, when those older guys get older, they love the, the the opportunity to tell the old stories and and all that stuff. Hot Rod was like that too. If you sat down, if Hot Rod was sitting right here, we were just sitting there. You would just find yourself with your hand on your face, just listening to him go because they can, you know. How, you get Grandpa around the table, and he just wants to talk about <laughs> talk about good stuff. When I, when I played, yeah, it was fun to listen to, man. He told some really great stories. So, uh, condolences to his family, and uh, thank you, job job well done, you know, on this on the in this life, Sam. So, rest peacefully. So, uh, I don't even want to do predictions. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm serious. I've just reached that point. This there's season. there's two games left. You got to win them both to get to a ball. I'm worse. We're we're limping into the end of the season, yeah. and I think it's the the fashion that it's happening in. Like two years ago, we were in the same boat, and we were improving. So I was like, "All right, yeah, this isn't. Yeah. This is, I, I see what I see what's happening. Um, yeah, I'm on this climb, and again, I just feel like I just got my pants pulled down right at the top of the mountain, or halfway up the mountain. Or probably have we, start, the, have we started climbing? Yeah, we're at the beginning of the mountain. Got it. Come on. Well, where's the climb start? The, the, the crime, I mean, you got to realize what we came through, guys. We just came through a, a COVID season. Everybody did, but when, when you when you go through a, a, a season where you lose some good players for reasons that is unbeknownst to the world, and then you got to come back and and you're already you know a mid major lower tier, and now you're you're fighting to to get there. We shouldn't be in this position to be honest with you. I mean, we should though. If you say that, we should because we we don't have a, a, a again. You wouldn't lose with quarterbacks, man. And I mean, we knew we didn't have one going into the season. We're like, you know, if this guy plays well, he can go to a bowl. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess I guess we shouldn't be surprised, right? I mean, it's just hard to come here every Sunday and beat a dead horse. Beat a dead horse. Yeah. We're the horse beaters. It's <laughs> the name of the show. Name of the show is horse beaters. Yeah, we're the horse beaters. Maybe we'll beat people. Yeah, we're the cow beaters. Let's let's beat Texas next week. But I told you we're going. They're going. Listen, I'll predict it. West Virginia wins next week. <laughs> yeah. West Virginia win next week. They'll win. Uh, Texas may have quit. You don't know. I mean, the way they responded in the second half last night didn't look like a team that had quit. It looked like a team that was asleep and then came back and then just fell short. Can I give you my prediction for Kansas? Yeah, I mean, I already know. Let's forget loses. <laughs> That's the end of it. We don't lose to Kansas. Okay. I think we're going to you know, you, know, you know you got to come back on that Sunday, right? Like, it ain't over. Like, we got to do one more after that. We're, we're not. We're, I, I told you. I told you. I mean, you know, they, they never covered the spread, but they're going to cover my spread. He's okay. dead on 6-6. Six and six. He said they'll make a bowl game. That's 6-6. Six and six. He's dead on his Well, he said that off, 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 off the record. Well, he, said, that that was, he said it here. He said it here. You said we were going to get to a bowl game. Yeah, well, yeah, a bowl game. 
but you never gave a number. So now, well, but did not, he did he did off mic and we weren't rolling, so he did say six and yeah, six. Yeah, he said six. I did not say six and six for the record. Oh, I thought you did. He said twelve and zero. Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos no. Coburn. No, I I I I I say we go to a bowl. I didn't I didn't I don't I didn't know how many games we'll win, but I knew we won enough to go to a bowl. So that's at least six. Hell, well, I said eight. Well, the basketball season has started. Each year pit. How about man, that's a bad basketball. Team. <laughs> yeah, thirty-one turnovers. Thirty-one. Brutal. They gonna fire that coach tomorrow. No, he's been losing like that for five straight years. Well, I mean, in fairness, the best player did just punch a cop. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll get you. <laughs> that'll get you sidelined. <laughs> that'll get you suspended, probably put in jail. Shocked they didn't choke his ass. Yeah, they might. They might beat the hell out. Yeah, I mean, you're just swinging at a police officer. Yeah, they're going to beat the hell out of him. You know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's, he's the winner. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I, he probably could have played, but he can't see. He can't see out of one. He can't see out of the left eye. Like, his jumper was, he was always shooting to the right. Like. Yeah, I, don't feel, I do not condone swinging at, you just, they were towing your car, bro. Just let the car go. It's bucks. Now you're out for the season. You biggest friends friends ever would say. You big dummy. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for checking out the show. The Horse Beaters will be back next week. And you can find our new website at deadhorsebeaterwvu.com. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next week. The Touchdown City Podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette-Mail. Get your Touchdown City podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.